So we hop off, we're riding back and I'm like thinking about this. We hop off the motorcycle and Riley takes off her helmet and then just looks up at me with like these big, pretty eyes. And so I just <laughs> leaned in and kissed her. and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the A Little More Courage podcast. So last week we left you on a hook because we were telling you our love story. If you haven't watched it, go back to last week and then watch this episode. We were at the point of our love story where Jack had been friend zone for the second time. How did you feel in this moment? Um, to be honest, very discouraged. Yeah, I called her. She's like, yes. And then the next day I get a, just a text that says, hey, I just want to be friends. I, I do feel what I felt two days ago. Yeah. And I immediately tried to FaceTime her the second I got that and no answer. I was pretty bummed for sure i was like oh man like i don't know what to do now again i called my friend michael <laughs> processed with it. michael's a star in the story <laughs> and basically i just decided um with michael's advice as well like all right i'm just gonna like probably try to pursue like friendship with her um mm. and just continue as a friend but but i felt like you know, it's been so back and forth over this last week. It's been so emotional. I'm just going to not even respond to this text. Um, mm. And I'm just going to pray and seek the Lord. And um, so that's exactly what I did. I just honestly prayed a lot over the next five days. And oh. I, I continued to feel <laughs> what I felt of like, I still feel like it's not, it, it was this interesting feeling where I've dated a good amount, but I, I felt like, and broken and gone through breakups and we'd only known each other for five days. It's not like it shouldn't be much of a breakup because uh, mm -hmm. we really only went on one date, but I just had this feeling like I can't move on. I can't like move past her and look and like try to date other people until I get to the very end of this. So I just, yeah, started praying and I actually started This was when I started fasting. Um, once a, and I, this, I fasted the following Tuesday and I started fasting I fasted once a week through, I think all of our dating up until engagement, mostly about our relationship and asking the Lord for <laughs> discernment and that he would show the way. And, and so, was fasting something you felt the Lord telling you to do? Or was it kind of like, you know, this is a spiritual practice that can like really honestly, make I'm not sure. happen. Yeah, I'm honestly not sure whether mm. it was like prompted by him or me or both of us. I did feel led. I did actually feel led from the Lord uh, because I remember when it lifted, this feeling oh, so of like, remember, yeah, yeah. I needed to fast lifted like after we got engaged. Yeah, so a week later I responded to her text and I said- You sent me a voice message. It was really kind. Yeah, I, sent, I remember it. I was driving back from shoot and I, <laughs> I sent this voice message and I just said, hey, thanks for the message. Um, you know, I would love to be friends yeah. and continue talking. I, I was confused. I felt the pressure of like this guy wanting to date. And I, I, I kind of had this feeling as well. It's usually because if you heard our, in our last podcast, I'd heard God say like, this is your husband on the FaceTime. And I think I kind of felt overwhelmed mm -hmm. and I was scared of what this might be. And 
it was kind of like the opposite. Like I wasn't so much of scared of failure. I was mm -hmm. scared of success and like whether I was wow. even ready yeah. for success. And I, I so freaked out. And when I sent that text to him, I went to the bathroom and cried. And I later wrote in my journal the next day and I said, did my peace go after that text? And mm. when I was crying, like I was grieving, like I was like, I felt like I did the wrong thing, but mm. it was like fear was just leading everything. And I, uh, which is really cool now because like our scripture is like mm -hmm. perfect love casts out fear. Yeah. And that's been like the way we try to love each other is like ways in ways that cast out fear in one another. And so that whole time when he was like, I was like waiting for him to respond. And I really was like grieving. Like I felt like I did the wrong thing. Um, and so then you sent me this really kind voice message. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we kind of just pursued friendship. And it was yeah. kind of funny because honestly, we were, because we were long distance in Portland, I'm in San Diego. It was kind of like we're interacting with each other, what we would have done had we just, <laughs> continued dating. <laughs> we just continued dating. Like we still, we well, maybe day. like a little less, like we were still texting. I don't know. We still FaceTimed because pretty much once she said yes, I, in my mind, I was like, okay, like to, to friendship. I was like, I'm just going to continue <laughs> doing all the same things that I would have done. <laughs> texting her and FaceTime That's her. That's a determined mate. And yeah. And we just okay, continued, but there wasn't the label of okay, dating. For, for somebody to go through like what you just experienced and have the kind of confidence you did. I don't really know what the question is, but like, can you speak to a man or a woman that deals with rejection and mm -hmm. it's not like, what would you say to that? Cause I'm impressed. Like you went through this and yet still were so confident. I do think I'm a pretty secure person. Like my identity is rooted in the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I just kept having this sense when I would pray about it, that it wasn't over. Um, and I do think mm. that that kind of thinking though, like could be dangerous. I consider myself pretty socially aware and like, I could understand kind of where you were at thinking about things. Cause I do think there are situations where if someone's telling you, Hey, I want to be friends. I don't want anything further that it is good to respect, respect that. And like, yeah you know, move on, move forward. I feel like what you're trying to say is like learning the voice of God mm -hmm. is the most important thing because in this situation mm -hmm. you trusted and you, yeah. like I sent you a friend, friend's own text and mm -hmm. you went to the God yeah. and sought intimacy and started fasting. Like God was guiding you mm -hmm. um, instead of like feelings or like yeah. chemistry. And I do actually think also in addition to that, growing in identity in the Lord of like belovedness, because mm -hmm. it's it's pretty easy when we experience rejection to um, think we're not good enough and think mm -hmm. we're not worthy. And so like some people in that same situation, maybe even you could have even felt like, oh, I feel prompted to continue in, but mm. that it can allow like the fear and the insecurity and the doubt to overcome moving in what they feel like mm. God is saying to do. Um, and so I think that's a big piece as well, because it was real. I did have to overcome fear and doubt and insecurity. Like I was like, man, this girl has rejected me so many times, but I just need to continue forward. It's very humbling. And like, yeah. Yeah. And I personally feel so passionate about is dating the unexpected. Something I would say to my younger self is like, be more open-minded. Like mm. you don't need to date that perfect physical type in your head or like personality type or career type mm -hmm. or whatever it may be. Let, 
Like there's certain things that we have as Christians that are non-negotiables and those character and faith. Yeah. Um, but the other things, they are, there are things that we can be more flexible or open-minded mm-hmm. to yeah. um, because I got exposed in my own heart that I had this, like this, I had this expectation of like how someone would, because Prior to Jack, I had dated like center of attention, kind of mysterious people. And Mm -hmm. Jack is this like totally happy listening. Like Mm -hmm. you just have like such a different personality. Mm -hmm. And then your career was different than people like that I had dated, Mm -hmm. like all these things. And I, I just wish I had like learned that lesson sooner. Cause I think we may, had we not, like we may have not even had this part of our story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had totally. I not been like more open-minded or mm-hmm. like not let fear like lead and been more filled with faith, then that part of our story would have just not, I would have never hurt you. Like I actually feel <laughs> listening to this, I I feel kind of sad. I'm like, I hurt him. <laughs> um, so anyway, we started in this season, we're just like friends and we just started chatting. Like I remember I came back from another one of the revival nights I mentioned in the first podcast and I I was driving there and I like the first, the person I wanted to talk to was Jack and Mm -hmm. we were like having amazing conversations about God and his presence and how Mm -hmm. we pray for people. And I just kept feeling so drawn to him. And Mm -hmm. like, even if I could try to shake it, I'd still like something exciting happened. I really wanted to tell him, like I felt drawn to you. Mm, This is the fasting at play here. (laughs) (laughs) Fasting was working. (laughs) (laughs) So after about a month of just us being friends, you come down to San Diego uh, for work Uh and you cleverly book time with me on the first night. Well, you had said, you had said, oh, if you come down, because I was like, I think I'm coming down for work. And she was like, oh, we should hang out. And I was like, Yes, perfect. <laughs> She's like, well, yeah, we could go surfing or something. And so, yeah, so I was like, okay, I'm free on this day, which is I was going to be down there for five days for work. So I said the very first day so that then if it went well, we could do one so or two clever. more after that first one. <laughs> and on that first, it was, it was funny. It was like, I call them date, not dates because they were totally dates, but yeah. we were just friends at this time. And we show up and we go, went, it was so fun. We so went fun. surfing. There was bioluminescence and there was like stars in the sky and stars yeah. in the ocean. We're the only people in the ocean surfing. <laughs> yeah. And then you, crazy. we went, climbed on a, on the, re, on the uh, train. train yeah. and the train started They're moving. moving. And then we off. like, James Bond rolled off the train. Yeah. Uh, I had booked us reservations at Urban Sea, yeah, well, which is such a nice restaurant. <laughs> I made reservations at this bougie restaurant that I wanted to go to like, that okay, I hadn't been to dating. yet. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, here we go. Like my date, not date. And so up until this point, like I remember I'm still thinking, do we have chemistry? And it was this moment when we're sitting. Oh, wait, was this this moment? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When we're sitting on the in the on the table and we're across from each other, and our conversations conversations were so rich. Mm-hmm. And I look at him, and all of a sudden, I'm struck by chemistry. And I'm like, 
he's so freaking cute. Like I want to kiss him. And, uh, it was really cool because I was driving home Mm -hmm. and I had this vision. I had had this vision after the weekend that we had in Mexico of, of bread. I know it sounds really random, but bread with butter on it. And the bread, the butter wasn't melting on the bread. And then that same night that, that, sorry, that night when we are after the restaurant, we're driving home, Mm -hmm. going separate ways at this vision again of the bread with the butter, except I saw God breathe on it and the Mm -hmm. butter melted. And God was like, I can give chemistry. And Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, Lord. And so the next few days, like we end up hanging out three times yeah, that three week. Times, yeah. mm-hmm. um, we like broke into a yeah, that was broke so into fun. a beach. Yeah, she we came like, up to Orange County where I was staying and we went to this awesome dinner. And then it was ending and she was like, again, I'm like throughout this, I'm like not really sure because I have put myself, I've said like, I want to pursue you. We're like friends, but more is going on. <laughs> and dinner's ending and she's like, oh, we should like go to the beach or something. And we ended up jumping like through this house. We, went, we literally kind of broke through somebody's house. <laughs> but in, this in Laguna is, Beach, which is a super nice area. We like jumped over fences. Jack's parents always joke. They're like, oh, we always hoped he'd have somebody that would calm him down and like yeah, keep him like from doing like person. doing adrenaline junkie things. <laughs> Meanwhile, he married someone that's like, I let it. I was like, yeah. I want to break into this house right now. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, we weren't breaking yeah, into the house, we were breaking to the side of the house. So we to go get to the this beach. private beach. Private beach. It was a private beach, so you had to like. And we, ha- jump I remember over we some asked fences. each other. I remember we asked each other the question: What is the one thing you crave to hear from your mom the most? And what's the one thing you crave to hear from yeah, your dad the right, most? Yeah, deep, and it was so sweet. Questions. Like I, I think I may have cried. Yeah. Um. And then the last night, Jack pulled out the big guns. <laughs> shows up on this like black motorcycle mm-hmm. and he's like get on we like <laughs> zoom through the mountains mm-hmm. we have this amazing conversation about dreaming big and how can you not put a cap on your dreams mm-hmm. and then we come back and, and what happens i remember for me the weekend's ending and i'm like okay we've basically had three dates that are not technically dates something needs to happen but i can't really say anything um because i've already voiced my <laughs> side of things and so we hop off we're riding back and i'm like thinking about this we hop off the motorcycle and riley takes off her helmet and then just looks up at me with like these big pretty eyes and so i just <laughs> leaned in and kissed her and next thing you know we're making out against her <laughs> real for y'all <laughs> this is which also on a side note i did not kiss people unless i was in a relationship with them so i was yeah. like wow i'm a rebel, rebel right now mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh and it was so after that we left we parted ways and i still hadn't given jack clarity i hadn't mm-hmm. said like i want to date you um and it was really interesting because I felt like the Lord telling me to tell him on Tuesday. Yeah. And I tell him on Tuesday, unbeknownst to me, that's the day that Jack is fasting. Mm-hmm. Which the fact that he's fasting for this like baby relationship is I mean, it's so remarkable, Jack. Like it's mm-hmm. so inspiring. I told you that day, like, I want to date you. Mm-hmm. And you come to visit the next trip we have, still long distance of, yeah. for a long time. We, you come to my parents' house. Yeah, because I wanted to ask their permission, Ble- yeah, yeah, blessing to like to date me, to date you, yeah. And so we we went. So we had this conversation, um, and then I want to say like 
a week or two after that, I booked. It was flights. like a week. You, yeah, it was yeah, like the next weekend. Jack flights. makes decisions. He's like a little activator <laughs> to come and meet her whole family and spend time with them. And it was great because yeah, both your siblings were there too at the time and yeah. their husbands. Um, so I fly down to San Francisco. Um, Riley picks me up and we come and I remember the first night we have family dinner. It was so funny. Like everyone was trying to grill me with all these questions. And I actually really like being under pressure situations. Um, like I remember Bronte was like, Jack's praying for the meal, but I love prayer. Like I do tons of prayer stuff and I was super honored to pray. Uh, yeah. And then just all sorts of questions, but it was really cool that weekend. I really like, I, I love your family and really loved getting to know, yeah, just everyone. And, um, and it was really special and it was cool at the end of the weekend, we borrowed your sister's ATV <laughs> and <laughs> we were going, it's her brand new ATV, but, and, and we were going so fast down we're opening the, up old wounds. <laughs> down, down the road. And, and then like, yeah, we were, we went on a little hike and Which was that our property? No, we broke into <laughs> someone else's property and went on a hike. <laughs> and then Fat your dad check. came because we weren't supposed to have just parked the ATV and leave it. And so <laughs> we came back and I, I had in my mind, I remember you rode in the car, I'm riding back on the ATV. And I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, this is day one. And I've already like ruined it with this family. They're going to be so <laughs> mad at me. And and so I remember we got back and I walked straight up to, to your dad, to Mark. And I was like, hey, I just want you to know, I'm really sorry that I <laughs> endangered your daughter and took you um, like and took her, you know, uh, down this road and with the ATV. And he was like, yeah, no worries. No problem. And I was like, hey, what? And, and it just turned out we shouldn't have left the ATV. It wasn't like a big deal at all. But, no. but I actually felt like that was a cool moment where I got to like, yeah, just be up front and show him because I thought we had done something really wrong. Yeah, and, and you you handled it, handled it so head on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but as the weekend went on, um, then I asked them I, at the like the night before I was leaving, um, I got to talk with your parents and just tell them, hey, I think your daughter's amazing, and I would love your your blessing to date her. And mm -hmm. and they were you know super honoring and affirming of me. And then it was really cool. I came downstairs and I just had this, and Riley was downstairs, um, probably listening into the conversation. For sure. <laughs> I was like acting like I wasn't, but I was like, hello. <laughs> and I just felt like, okay, we have your parents' blessing. I know we've both been praying about this, but I really feel like, I just feel like we need to now ask God for his blessing and like submit this whole thing mm. to him. And so we just prayed and, uh, and gave it to God and asked him for his blessing. And I remember like, it was one of the most profound prayer moments that I've had in my life. It felt like I felt wow. the weight and the fear of Lord of the Lord in the room. Mm -hmm. Like I actually felt God's presence came and I actually felt afraid. Um, mm -hmm. and I've never felt that before in his presence and it was just this reverence and I felt like, man, this is his daughter and I need to treat her with like 
so much respect and honor. Mm. And, and I also felt the weight of like your calling as well. And just like partnering with you in life. And, um, and it was really cool as we were praying, the Lord was kind of leading us to pray different things. And I remember I started to hear really, it was like a person really far off. Um, I started to hear this voice of someone saying, um, for richer or for poor, in sickness and in health. Um, and they were saying wedding mm. vows really far off. Um, and I didn't tell Riley at this point. Um, and I just kind of sat on that for a while, but I was like, that was the first moment where I was like, whoa, man, maybe this is the one for me. We went on the Golden Gate Bridge <laughs> and uh, we were like, kids are on the Golden Gate Bridge. Mm-hmm. And then you asked me to be your girlfriend mm-hmm. and it yeah. was really sweet. Jack said like, I, I, Mm -hmm. I never want to hinder your calling. Like I want to serve your calling. Mm -hmm. And it was also something that was, I really appreciate about that weekend is I could start, Jack is a really incredible person and I could start to see these ways, um, that he could make me greater than what I was. Mm -hmm. And like my theory in love has always been like one plus one equals three. And this was not my theory. This is like something I heard from the Lord when I was 17. And it's this idea that like, before you meet somebody, like you're whole, like you are a one, you're not like a 0.95 and you're one, you're whole. And then when you meet somebody that you're meant to be with, I, I truly believe this, like Mm -hmm. they are going to make you greater. Mm -hmm. And Jack has made me greater and like, he's made me more kind, more prayerful, more like consistent. And mm-hmm. there was just like, even in that weekend, I could start seeing like him shaping me to mm-hmm. essentially be more like Christ. And then another thing is that I really truly believe like when you meet somebody and they're your person, it's not just good for you. It's mm-hmm. great for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And Jack and I have been like, we have our things that we want to do for the kingdom that we're like, Jesus, use our lives. Like mm-hmm. use us to help children or use us to help like people who, for me, it's been like for a while, like use us to help, use us to help people that are struggling with sexual sin. Like, yeah. God, and, and, Mm -hmm. Uh, for us together, the conversations we're having, Mm -hmm. the way we're influencing each other. I'm like, we could be great for the kingdom. Share what your dad at the end of this weekend, after you dropped me off at the airport, what your dad. Yeah. Yeah. He's so, I would drop Jack off at the airport and my dad's like, oh, so what do you think? And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to marry him. And (laughs) my dad, my dad goes, well, Riley, like you need to make sure that you think seven times more about what you can bring to his life than what he brings to yours. And I love that because it's so we have a tendency when we're dating to think like, oh, how does this person benefit my life? Like, what can they bring to my life? Um, But like love is truly in perfect harmony when one person Mm -hmm. is thinking more of the other and the other person is thinking more of each other. And like, Mm -hmm. we've been listening to Tim Keller recently. He talks Mm -hmm. so much about how like marriage, um, a core, like the core problem of like broken marriages is selfishness. Mm -hmm. And you have the potential for a truly great marriage when you put the attention on yourself and you're like, how can I like heal myself or repent or whatever, or whatever it may be so I can love this person better. And how, like, how can I tangibly love this person? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. He's Tim Keller says, um, if you have two people who are both viewing the primary problem or issue in their relationship is their own self-centeredness, then you have the potential for a truly great marriage. Exactly. And I love that. Like, and I think it's really cool. We've honestly, we've seen this 
totally at play. Like we both really learned to serve in singleness and to focus on others. And, um, and it's, it has been really cool to see that play out in marriage for sure. It's, it's grown us both a (laughs) lot and shown us our selfishness and where we need to grow in serving each other. But we have had a really amazing first eight months of marriage. And I think, I think we both think it's hugely due to this one thing of Mm. just being able to value and love one another above ourselves um, and to not, it's easy to pick out the things that are wrong in the other person, but to constantly try to just look at yourself first mm-hmm. and where you can grow. One other really cool moment for me that like really solidified, like, I remember this was, cause I was like, okay, I think I want to marry you. But I had this one moment where we were with, so a couple weekends after that, trip um we were with my family on a trip <laughs> in mexico <laughs> yeah back mexico, in mexico is like our country for another wedding and um and while we were there we had this night of just praying i remember coming back like we were together and we just ended up praying for my family for like an hour and it was such a powerful time of mm-hmm. prayer and it was really special for me because I obviously love and care so much for my family yeah. and pray for them all the time and they're amazing and I'm so grateful for them and it was really cool for me to have Riley come into that space that felt so intimate and vulnerable praying for my family um, yeah. and just for her to care about the people that I cared about and to um, come into that space with me mm. like really solidified after that I felt like mm. okay yeah I I feel like I know I want to here. <laughs> yeah, another moment I had was you took me out on this like elaborate date. You got your friend's like old car. Yeah. And this is like, yeah, this so is fun. now I'm jumping ahead. This is now months into us dating. Mm-hmm. And we hadn't said, I love you. And I had actually never said, I love you to any guy. Mm-hmm. And it was something I always wanted to like, I held close to my heart. Like I was like, I always would love to say this to the person that I marry. And we're in the Rose Gardens mm-hmm. and- you said for the first time, like you said, you wrote this card and you yeah. said in this card, like, I want to love you in ways that like cast, cast out, out fear. fear. Mm-hmm. And then you said, I love you. Mm-hmm. And I read this card and I'm crying and we're as beautiful as sun is setting. And I turn to you and I just said, I love you. And the funny <laughs> thing is I thought to myself, okay, Jack's probably going to say, I love you soon. You let him say, I love you. And then you have your own little moment. <laughs> And you say, I love you like a little bit later. But when he said, I love you, I couldn't help it. I loved this man. And I was like, I love you. (laughs) Um, But it was just like this, it was like revealing of my heart. Like, wow, I really do love him. Were there other moments for you where you feel like that kind of solidified, like, okay, I I know I want to marry him? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think... It was like another really small moment, but it was when we were in Mexico and you, uh, two moments. It was when we were in Mexico and you, I'd ordered hot coffee, you'd ordered iced coffee. And I know it sounds so small, but I realized I'd rather have his coffee. I didn't really enjoy my coffee. And without even thinking about it, he swapped coffees. Um, And it just showed his like selflessness. And then there was another moment I just finished therapy and I am Mm. weeping and weeping, an absolute mess. I'm track pants, like my face is so puffy and he's facetiming me and I'm like I don't want to answer like I don't I don't think I'm like lovable when I'm sad like I don't want to let him in right now like it feels too vulnerable and I talked about some really hard things in therapy and 
I felt God say answer and I answer and I'm just crying. And he's just like, you're so strong. You're so strong. You're so strong. Mm -hmm. And then later on in that day, he calls me again and he's like, I've never loved you more. Like, I love you when you're like, I've never loved you more than that moment when you were broken. Like, Mm -hmm. I love you when you're broken. Mm -hmm. And all these like, just, these are just two examples, but little moments where I saw his heart and I saw mm. like, wow, it would be a delight and an absolute honor to be like loved by this man, but mm. even more so like to love this man in ways that he so deserves because Jack deserves so much love and he's oh. so like, he's incredible and mm. it's such a gift to be married to him. Yeah. And I just like to the person that's listening to this, I just, I just pray like mm-hmm. keep, keep taking that selfishness out of your heart, keep learning what it means to, to love others so that somebody can say what I just said about you. And mm. they can say like, it is a gift and delight to love this person. And we hope that this podcast like teaches you about that. And I think one other thing is we dated so much in community mm. and something that I really, I mean, even our first weekend was that Riley got to come and meet all my closest friends. And I got to ask all my closest friends, hey, what do you guys think about this woman? And just like people loved her. And same with when we spent time with my family. Uh, And it was really cool on Riley's side as well. Um, Some of her friends came with her up to Portland and like got to know me. And then your friend Janine came out down here. I for had a like committed friends. Like my friend me. Janine, <laughs> she flew from Texas. Chelsea came from New Zealand. Yeah. Dre came from the Bay Area. Yeah, I'm like, my friends Portland. are like, who this? Yeah. We need to check them out. And and then obviously getting to spend a lot of like in our dating, spent I spent a lot of time with your family and um mm-hmm. and vice versa. And yeah, it's just I think it's really important to allow the people closest to us into this decision of who do we want to spend the rest of our our life with. And ask and trust Mm -hmm. the people around you's voice and like to be reasoning. And if, you know, maybe if you hear it once, like a hesitancy from one friend, but then if it's like multiple friends really listen to that because it takes a lot for even friends to share like, Hey, I I don't know about that in this person. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. We're meant to be in community Mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah. This, is, this was such a fun podcast. Yeah, I seriously is... loved sharing this with you. And uh, this is a fun series and yeah. like relationships and dating and like what does courage look like and all of this is like one of my favorite topics. Yeah, and our hope, like we really do feel like God has written such an amazing story for us. Mm-hmm. And our hope is that in sharing it, that you'll be inspired um, to see God work in your life, to to do the work in singleness, to allow him to mold you and shape you and fashion you and to put yourself out there and to watch him do amazing things in your life because he writes so much better stories than we could even think or imagine. Mm-hmm. So go this week and live with a little more courage.